Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safety. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. I don't think. Yeah, let's start to go. You want to? You want to start? Oh wait! Oh, there's more. What are we doing here? This is Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We're in the Sunday bloody Sunday. Wow, that doesn't sound anything like YouTube. We're in the booth with the orange and black alternating squares. About the stuff on the walls in here. Why? It's so delicious, lovely, and delectable and delightful. It's killing my OCD. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for talking Tesla. It's a big show. It's a large show. It's a grand show. It's show number one fifty-seven. It's a free show. It's for everybody. It's going to be great. So you can listen to this show if you don't like the show. Yes. If you really love the show. Yes. If you're a patron and support the show. Yes. If you just are a freaking freeloader freeloader who or listens to the show or an interloper yeah you can any of those things Is you can legal? listen to that show to be an interloper yeah yeah in some it, states I it think depends on your skin color i've never once been anywhere where i've seen a sign where they're like no interloping or interlopers will be shot like can you do interloping in public or is that something that is oh uh, yeah yeah Interloping in public as opposed to just the private well, interloping. Well, it, it sounds like intercourse. Is you want to know what <laughs> you want to know what interloping means? Oh, here we go. Here's the de here's the definition of interlope. It is uh, the distance between two cantaloupes. <laughs> that would be funny if that's actually what it was. No, it's to become involved in a place or situation where one is not wanted or is considered not to belong. It's like this show on Apple Podcasts. This show is an interloper in yeah. the world of podcasting. Yeah, we're pretending to be a podcast. So maybe that explains a few things because a friend of mine said he met this person at a bar and asked this them person? if they would like to come back. And do some interloping, <laughs> and it didn't work out. And I I'd like, like to interlope with you. <laughs> so maybe that's excuse me, sir. Do you like to interlope? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Maybe that's actually Mel at the bar. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I got a dilemma. You said that again. I'm going to say it a couple more times. Oh, that's the show's gonna over. Be, people love it. We get a lot there of messages about it. There are some children it. though who do listen to the show. Yeah, they're the so boys should, and girls. Yeah, duh. He covers them. Okay. Jeez, Rob. Can I ask, <laughs> can I tell you about my dilemma? Please. Dilemma away. My big hitter dilemma? Uh -huh. no, that's not actually a dilemma. Here's my dilemma. First got, world problems coming up. I've, uh, yeah, this is, this is a big first world problem. So <laughs> I got the Model S, right? And the lease runs out, let's say December, because I think it's December. <laughs> let's we'll say, say that. We'll say I think it's that's December. It right, okay. And then the Model Y, which I really want, mm -hmm. is not going to come out for a year, let's say. Okay. A year after that, we'll by the time that. you better get it. So I got this year period where I kind of need a car, mm -hmm. but I don't want to get a car because the car I want is the Model Y. Mm -hmm. No, nothing. Why? Why? It's a great car. Why? Because it's built by Tesla. Why? Because it's got a hatchback. Oh, why? Because it's built on the Model Three. Okay. Frame. Cool. So what do I do for that 
12-month period where I kind of need a car, but I don't have the car that I want, but I don't want to get a car because I want the car that I want. Uh, I have here's the, my options. I have the easy answer. Yeah, here's but, one. Mm-hmm. Lease a Model 3 when my Model S leases up and just suck it up and have it for three years and get a Model Y. Nope. Two years after it comes out. Nope. I'm not okay with that because I want the Model Y. Why? Because it's a really good car. It's got the hatchback. And... <laughs> well, why? <laughs> now, the other thing I could do is continue the lease on the Model S month to month, but it's a ridiculous huge amount of cash. It's just a waste of cash. That's So okay. I don't want to do that. Okay, but all right. What's the Model 3 lease? Model 3 lease is less than, it's like... 500 bucks a month? But not over the course of, but over the course of three years, that would be 40, 15,000? No. It's... I could basically lease the Model 3 for three years for the same price it costs to lease a Model S for how about, one year. How about this? You lease the Model 3 for three years. I'll sell my car. When you're done, I'll just take over your lease, but you can continue to pay for it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do the math. On that. Shall I let you finish? Because I don't. Yeah. Want, I'm gonna let you finish. Let, let finish I have I've some got, ideas. Here's yeah. what I think the right option is. Okay. I buy a Model Three Terrible at the idea. end of the lease, and this, then this, this one, the one you have, no, no, this is a different. This one. is a, I need another car. Yeah. Um, I buy a Model Three, mm-hmm. and I keep it for a year, mm-hmm. and then there's no pressure to work out like when Model Y comes out. I just I own it, mm-hmm. and I'm not stuck in a three year lease. Mm-mm. And then I sell it or trade it in for the Model Y when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I thought, is that reasonable? And then I looked at Clean Technica had an article and I asked the question, what is the depreciation on a Model 3? Because if the depreciation is really good, then that might be the best option financially. So I went on Clean Technica and they have an article that says, at three years, the Model 3 is retaining 70% of its value. I think wow. that depends on what Model 3 you bought though, right? And when you Let's bought it. Let's just say in general. Okay. I don't know. They haven't All been right. out that long. They so haven't this been is out that speculation. long. It's a little bit speculative, but they are, seem to be holding their value really well, just as other Teslas do. Mm-hmm. So if I say that's 70% of a three years, because that's when they looked at it, mm-hmm. if it's 90% at one year, it's not. Then that would be the cost of owning that car would only be about five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 for that year. Plus the taxes that you had to pay. Okay, so even if it's as bad as ten grand, that would still be better than leasing the Model S for a year. It'd be like half the price. And so uh, it gives you that flexibility of saying, well, I can just keep this if, it's, if I'm liking it, and the Model Y has got lots of problems, and I'll just keep it for another year, I'll keep it for another year. Okay. So even if it was up to like $10,000, that might be the best way to go. So tell me why that's wrong. Um, well... I guess the real, for me, how how often is the Model 3 that you have right now not being utilized? Um, it's very dependent. When my son's in town, he uses it all the time. When our friends are in town from other places, we need the extra car all the time. And we don't have an extra car anymore because I got rid of the hybrid. The Highlander. The, the Highlander went away. Yeah. So now it's just, uh, there's not an extra car. This would just be, there's an extra car at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... But how often year... is that? Well, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, is there an, another... Are well, you like are the, you asking from a financial like the, standpoint? The entire summer, I wouldn't have a car. Okay. So that's three months of the year. And then uh, there's every vacation from school. But then there's all the times when we have people in town. We have people in town right, constantly. But, but you have an X and an and a three. Yes. So, and there's three drivers. Is that not 
like it would it be one ten two three percent of the time where like it might be it just a little come inconvenient up all the time, but you know it's a pain in the butt when it comes up. Okay, and you're so there's stuff the convenience around. aspect that you're looking if for. If there was a uh, Tesla had a rideshare network, that would be helpful, right, right, but, but they don't, and I don't want to get in Ubers and Lyfts all that often because they're burning gas. Right, but what about a situation mm. where you knew for the three months he was home, you rented a Turo or something that was a Model S or that's kind of pricey. So here's Probably another pricey. possibility, although I, I went through this one. Well, mm-hmm. why don't you just go all in and buy a Leaf, a secondhand Leaf for like five grand? Yeah, because for, most as of the third time car, I just right? need... The problem with those really cheap Leafs is when you look at the actual range that's left on them, many of them have 30 to 40 <laughs> miles yep, range on 30 them. 30 to 40. Which but, is fine for just yeah. going to the shops and back, but you can't go anywhere else in right. LA. But on where miles. else? But that's, but again, we're talking about, again, I'm trying, I'm not, I'm not trying to discount it. I'm trying to dive into your use case for yeah, that. Yeah. The third car use case, right? Is that not liable? Like if your son has the car, could he not? If he was just going to go see his friends right around here, could he not use the leaf? The other downside to the leaf is it takes a lot longer to charge. So there's that that aspect of it as well. Um, so I mean, if you're the the question, I guess is, are you trying to to make it as inexpensive as possible, as convenient as possible? I think if I was trying to do it as inexpensive as possible, mm-hmm. I probably would go the Uber Lyft route and just say, when I need it, I will use it. I've got an electric bike. I'll use that. That would be mm-hmm. that would be the least expensive. What I'm trying to find is that balance between least expensive and least pain in the buttocks. Right. If there was a robust Tesla network, this would be easy. It'd be like, I don't even need, I don't even want a car. Well, here's another, just, well, here, just be on the network. Well, here's but, another question for you. So what if you bought... A used Model 3 at that point. Right. So that was the other one. I was just looking at used Model 3s. And the problem is, or it's not really a problem, but they really do appear to be holding their value incredibly well. So you can get a brand new smelly, non-smelly Model 3 for about the same price as one that's got you must be able thousands to save of miles on it. Some money. And You'll he- sell a little bit, five grand. Right, but that's but we're but we're again we're talking about the five grand. And then the question I have on on top of that is you just got rid of your hybrid, which was a car that you occasionally needed for guests anyways. Yes. So then you could keep this used three or the new three or whatever as that extra car potentially for you moving forward. And you don't have to worry. Obviously, you're gonna be buying another model three and selling it big time or, or keeping it and, and having to pay for the whole thing of it. But then your your extra car that was a hybrid will now be completely not a hybrid. There you go. I like that idea. Go, Roberto. So you're thinking, what are you going to do before the Y comes out? And I wonder if you might consider, since threes hold their value so well, yes. if you just bought a three, the long range one, 48 yes. grand, yes. you're going to have to pay taxes on it. So that's money you're throwing away. Bye-bye. $4,800 is gone. Hopefully it goes to a good local public and, school. And not. And <laughs> and the, the $1,500 delivery fee. So that's like five grand off the top. But okay. then if your car holds 75% of its value after three years, it should still be worth $36,000, yes. which means that your net loss is $4,000 a year. Yes. It's not that much money no. for such a great car. Yes. And especially, I think the value of them, this depends on how much we believe in autopilot. If we're full believers that at the end of this year, 2019, the autopilot will be able to do everything except have no legal you know, you, you can't do it because uh-huh. it's not legal. But if it's all there, 
that's going to satisfy a lot of people. A lot of people will still want it. They're not going to, you know, put blind grandma in the car in the passenger seat and have the car driving her around because that's obviously not going to be able to happen. But the car is going to actually have more value. Can all those people who leased the Model 3 buy it out at the end? No. no. If we believe Mr. Musk. Yes. And you. OK, so let's say you buy the Model 3 yeah. at the end of the year. At the end of this year, you buy the Model 3 outright and you buy full autonomy, full self-driving as yes. part of that purchase. And then that car is now worth twice as much as you paid for it because now you they're not selling them anymore. A, because maybe they've gotten to the point where the network, he talked about this, right? Mm -hmm. We may not be selling cars. So now you have a car that you could theoretically put on the network. That is, if he's going to follow through on his promise to let you put your car on the network. And that could be the official uh, network car of talking Tesla. And that could make money to put to produce this show. So <laughs> I'm not saying to pay us in any way, shape or form, but I'm saying like, let's say you buy this car and then you're making at the end of the, the year when you get your Y finally and you put it on the network and it's making $6,000 right. a month in doing Ubering for you. Right. And it costs you 4000 a year yeah. for the given the depreciation. But I have to speak that I didn't include the current price of autopilot in those numbers it's actually another six grand right yeah. it was only three grand what last mm -hmm. week and uh yeah i think you definitely need to have the white interior oh unless unless you're going to put it on the network then i guess you really want the black interior. The stool yeah. interior although people say if you wear blue jeans on the white interior that's the one thing that has a tendency to stain those seats i've yeah, heard my, that my tan seats are stained from my blue jeans. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And, and even though they say they're cleanable, they're not cleanable and from one that. More and Indigo is, tie -in, is almighty. Even though this is a talking Tesla, not talking Apple uh, uh, credit card podcast, mm -hmm. since you now tell us that you have the Apple credit card, yeah. it's right on the Tesla website, right. Apple Pay. That's yeah. great. Apple Pay works with uh, other credit cards as well. I got invited to the Apple credit card too, but I didn't take it. I didn't finish doing it. They asked me like, how much money do you make? And I, I couldn't remember. So. <laughs> the number was too big. So this brings up the uh, a really important point. Uh -huh. If I actually believed Elon, mm -hmm. then it would be a no-brainer. Buy the car. I should buy the car. Mm -hmm. Because this car is going to be worth way more than um, I pay for it. So let's say it's $50,000. According to Elon, this will be the greatest thing I ever did for myself. But it's testing me because I don't actually believe that. Okay. There's actually another option on here if you believe Elon as well, and that would be to buy out the lease on the S. Why? Because that's also going to be really... Right, because if that has full autonomy, you could put that on the yes. network as well. Why not? It's not. It's gonna. It has the potential to be exactly the same amount of self-driving as the three, and it'll probably be like Uber Black because it's an S, right? So if it'll I be... really believed Elon, I'd get together with you and my friends and relatives and everybody, and we would buy as many Teslas as we could afford because the return on investment would be huge. I have eighty eighty six dollars in my wallet. I'm, I'm in. I'm in for eighty six bucks. Well, the, I think that one hitch in that plan is that you're going to have to somehow get the Tesla service centers to replace your computer, which is something that's been troubling me for some time. In fact, I have here a notification I got the other night when I was on the five going through Burbank. I kept 
engaging autopilot and mm-hmm. getting this error with a circle and the red exclamation point on the main screen of mm-hmm. my Model S. And it says, navigate on autopilot currently unavailable. Features may be restored on next drive. I'm like, what is this? It's still doing autopilot. It was still doing it just fine. And then this thing would disappear after a few minutes. Yeah. And then I would... I don't know. I would take over for some reason and I would put it back in all pile. I'd get this again. And it says, call the service center or mobile app for assistance. And I'm wondering, does this mean for some reason they're telling me that it's time to get my V3 computer? Mm. I've been getting this message on the 3 as well. I think there's some kind of glitch in the last software it's update. It's so bad my in guess. my S that it's unusable. In fact, I'm having them <gasps> service it because it's basically never engaging now. Yeah. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And this happened before. And I went down to the service center and he said it's because when you put on sentry mode in the car, mm. um, and you put in your, you know, have this on at home, it never quite disengages. So when you're on autopilot, it's sensing too much and slowing down. So I was finding on the freeway, I'm driving and I put it on and it's like, oh my God, oh my God. And it slows down, 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 down until it's like 30 miles an hour. Because sentry mode is also because engaged? It, it, yeah, because sentry mode wasn't disengaging properly. So he said, mm. you have to power the car down and reboot and turn off uh, sentry mode mm. at home and do all this stuff. So I did all that and now it's happening again. So Interesting. something is up. Anyway, yeah. I guess there's two things. One... If we believed Elon, then I should just buy the Tesla because uh, it's going to be great. And then it'll be making me money and then I'll just buy the Y and then that'll make me money. I don't believe it because the other reason is Y is going to be on sale for fifty dollars or $60,000. Yeah. And that's a year or more from now. Yeah. And that's when full self-driving should be fully implemented, right? So why isn't that car $250,000? Because Elon said that's how much these cars are going to be worth. But maybe they get to the point where they don't sell the goddamn thing, right? Like, that's possible. Well, Let take, me ask you this. taking all of these orders for something in a year from now. He's saying yeah. it's going to be worth $250,000. I well, don't I'll believe sell it. it to those What's people. What's your S... Let's let's think about this another possible scenario. What's your S residual value? Do you know, approximately? <sighs> Dunno. So what so what if you bought the S? So you've already put all that money into the lease. So you've already done that. Yes. What if you bought the S and just kept that for the year and a half and then resold it? Because that car has unlimited supercharging, right? Which is, is a, which is a bonus for a lot of people. It has uh purple stickers for it, right? For the for the HOV lanes, or at least yes. the capability to get HO the, so you could theoretically buy the buy out the S and then sell it at the end of whenever the Y becomes available and possibly lose even less money and be less of a hassle. You keep the car that you have. <sighs> that's interesting. Uh, you that's don't interesting. waste another, you know, you're not, you know, you're not going and buying all this new battery and environmental and all this other stuff. Yeah, it'll right? get that used. No, I know it'll get used. But, you but know that's, the other, that's the other thing that I, this is the difficulty of these. Uh, the Model 3 charges way faster than that S. True. And it has significant, well, not significant, it has more range and it charges a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And a new one would have the FSD computer in it mm-hmm. and wouldn't have to wait for a million years. And your Model S is already old. It it has doesn't have the, the permanent magnet motor. No. It doesn't have as much, I don't know, bling. No, so, but it might be, but if we're talking about cost value aspect of it, right? Let's say his residual value right now is fifty, and I don't know if that's what it is or not. But he buys it for fifty, and then when the Y comes out, he sells it for forty-five. He doesn't have to, right? He he, he loses much less money in that, that particular. I didn't even think of that option. That could be the best option. You just buy it and then sell it in a year. Yeah. And because you're not going to lose that tax again because you've already paid for it. It might be the right thing. Mm-hmm. The question is, will supercharger for life 
transfer, and I don't think it will. Supercharger for Life transfers on my the S that we have. Yeah, they're now it saying says, it won't. But on his some point, it did. It does. Oh, on good. That, it it transfers. Does, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 it attached and, to the VIN. And most importantly, yeah, it has the talking Tesla cachet, the sticker, right. the butt marks of Mel Herbert. Mm-hmm. It's we'll a sign the famous front. famous car. Yeah. So when they go to Frunk Puppy <laughs> events, they can pop it open and see big silver lettering of uh-huh. the three of us. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool for them. See, I interloped my name into that. See, you said we'll sign the. F- I, I, I met you interloping yeah, yeah, in. No, Does uh, uh, Trump, anybody care about yeah. any of this? No, but it just it's used as a way to bring up these issues about do no. we really believe this full self driving mm-hmm. uh, stuff? It's a, it's uh, and a lot of people. I know when Model Three came out, they were holding onto cars. They weren't sure that it was the same thing. Just the year or so before Model Three, they're like, mm-hmm. "What do I do?" Same thing's going to happen again. But I, I think... just don't believe this. It's too hard for my brain to believe that this full self-driving thing is going to make these cars worth so much money while they're selling these cars at such an and that's why relatively the... inexpensive price. And that's why the answer I think is for you to buy out the S and resell it. Well, you'll get a few letters on that. And actually, the reason I think we went into this whole diatribe was because we started talking about Joe Rogan and how he just rambles on for hours. <laughs> so we will, and we can do that. Our too. people will not listen for three and a half or four hours. Our people will listen. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, SpaceX. SpaceX. Merch. Let's talk about Elon. Let's talk about. This it. is interesting. So Elon has. There's a quote. There's a lot of quotes from Elon. Somebody ask Elon, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. How do you warm up Mars, question mark, with a blanket, question mark? And Elon said, well, there's the fast way and the slow way. And the fast way is what, Robert? Thermonuclear devices (laughs) at the poles. First off. What the hell is this all about? So the the But this is actually well known. This is not this is not news. No, I get it, but are you okay, are Let's let's talk about logistics. Are you just launching no current ICBM with the ability to deliver a warhead has the ability to get to Mars That's as far true. as I am understanding it. The Russians have one but it's not working so well right now. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It'll leave a nice uh, particle trail all the way to Mars. <laughs> no, but I mean like this has been a back and forth discussion uh-huh. for decades how Mm -hmm. could we make mars more habitable and in fact thinking back to red mars that that media pick you had from i don't know decades ago it feels like it yeah that book in that book there's this like these two contentions of people who are living on mars and some say oh we have to terraform the old-fashioned way if, if there were one where you just put out plants and you you know you just start trying to slowly worm the planet using uh, lava that's underground or solar or what have you and another that says no we need to use nuclear and there's a problem with using nuclear and that is there is some residual and mars is a like clean planet even though it's uninhabitable but if you want to create atmosphere and you want to put oxygen Mm -hmm. and water in the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and blowing up some super hot weapons at the ice poles is going to put a lot of moisture up which is going to make the the atmosphere a lot more dense Mm -hmm. and this is the way to make Mm -hmm. mars more habitable it'll take time i feel like i saw a movie that kind of had a premise about starting a reaction and melting a bunch of water on i think arnold schwarzenegger might have been in it 
Yeah, do you <sighs> totally recall that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not really remembering what it was called. Yeah, I totally can't recall. <laughs> so I put in the link to the YouTube where Colbert is uh-huh. uh, is interviewing Elon uh-huh. Musk, and at, yeah. at two minutes twenty seconds, he says, "Yeah, thermonuclear warheads," and then. You found this merch. Uh, Elon is so serious about this. So on Twitter, on the Twitter, somebody said, I would love to have that shirt. And uh, you can now go, or you could yesterday, oh, it's still available, for $25, and you can buy yourself a Nuke Mars t-shirt. <laughs> that was such a quick I really turnaround. Is it worth $25? They have really nice t-shirts. They made they're out soft. of re, Yeah, they're made out of really great cotton. All the SpaceX shirts, everything is like, in fact, when Tesla made this leather jacket. What this, size do you need? Uh, XL. How about you? Herbert? Medium. So do, are we ordering three of these? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to make this happen. And so... We're idiots. <laughs> Let me have your credit card. <laughs> You've got $84 in your wallet. You can... Son of a... You people hey, are paying hey, me you back. Know, this, what is so amazing about this, mm-hmm. Elon just tweeted as we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. So Joe Rogan said, asteroid shock, NASA preparing for colossal god of chaos rock to arrive in the next 10 years as a link. Elon tweets back to Joe Rogan as yeah. we're speaking about both of them. Great name. Wouldn't worry about this particular one, but a big rock will hit Earth eventually, and we currently have no defense. Therefore, we have to go to Mars. Yeah. While the show's occurring, ah, this is happening. This is happening. Yeah. We are, boom, on, on it. it. Well, wasn't there a big, giant hit to Saturn recently? Or Did you see that? It was huge. Yes. It was on Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Some huge, huge rock smashed into Jupiter, and they saw it from, they saw it actually right before and, and right after. Flash. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. In fact, there's probably a f- ton of stuff oh, floating dude. around out there. Every time. And we don't think about it. We, I speak of us as like a global group of humanoids don't really think about it because we don't see this stuff but there's plenty of people who do look for this stuff the same ones who are complaining that the space that spacex's starlink satellite network will obscure their view mm. when your uh, internet goes out you know that uh, the god of, of war or death or whatever is <laughs> about to strike and so that's why yeah. elon says like it's a mathematical uh, certainty that we there will be a planet destroying smash into the earth because it's happened before it's going to happen again right it's just a question of when uh, because there's what is it is it the oort cloud there's all those rocks that are out there and they're wobbling around and every now and they wobble out in the wrong spot that's out there smashing into us the 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 once known as a planet pluto that's the one. Oh, poor Pluto. Speaking of apocalyptic events, speaking the of them, insects are all going away. What? Oh man, this. Yeah, this is like I've been talking about this. I'll go out and I'll have a little breakfast on my balcony, and literally every day there's between two and six dead bees on the my balcony. Occurring. Right, and so I've been really. This has been in my face as we're talking about the sort of things that we do see. And uh, I caught this article that was in National Geographic, uh, and there's a couple of other links, like to the journal, uh, the the public mm-hmm. journal of online science. And uh, they are saying that the U.S. agricultural landscape is now 48 times, 48 times. That's like double 48 times the, is more toxic to honeybees than it was 25 years ago. That's not very long ago, 25 years. Most of us have been around for longer than that. And it's likely 
toxic as well to other insects and the birds that feed on them because the birds don't have the bird the, the food. So it says it's almost entirely due to widespread use of newer pesticides called nicotinoid pesticides. Uh, this is an insect apocalypse that was in quotes. And uh, the types of synthetic uh, insecticides are used on all these all agricultural lands that are the problem is that they last a lot longer. And even though you use a lot less, they're far more potent and they're considerably more toxic. The crops most responsible for the increase in the use of these toxic pesticides are corn and soybeans. And the problem with this is that we need the bees, even though we, you know, we talk about EpiPens and getting stung by bees and it hurts and it can kill rarely a person who's very allergic. We need the bees. They're responsible for pollinating all these foods that we eat. And uh, we have not yet engineered ourselves out of the need for bees. And I like honey. I like honey, too. Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. Um, we've done amazing things with the ability to improve crop yields and do all this stuff and feed a planet that probably should have a billion people, not seven, going on to ten. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet the problem that the scientists tell us is that you're squeezing this system. You're squeezing the system. You're putting more toxins in. You're increasing yeah. yields. You're doing all this stuff. But at some point, it will blow up in your face, and it feels like it's blowing up And the now. point of and the, yeah. and the problem with this particular thing is that it's not it seems to not be necessary, right? It seems that you can get the results that you want, which is less insects bothering things, without using this if you use better farming methods. Yeah, like robotic weeders. Just whatever. Like we, we covered did all that. kinds of different things. We did things. that a couple yeah. shows ago. Robotic weeders. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, very frustrating to, to understand that that they can do this. So you have to do everything that you can to limit what your intake is of these things. And you have to support organic farming and that sort of thing, because this is what it leads to it. It will lead to the end of like, we're having this issue with the Cavendish uh, bananas right now, because 90% of the commercial bananas in this world are one variety. Right. And there's this fungus that's been, out somewhere else, and now it's starting to get here. You're saying there's a fungus among us? <laughs> I did not want to say that. <laughs> the fungus it's like you're. Us. It's like living with my mom. But you've got a really good point here, and I think that the this is a really good point, which is people are like so vigilant about GMO foods, genetically modified foods, which mm -hmm. I'm all in for. I think we have to have genetically modified foods if the planet's not going to starve. And so they're, you know, they'll form petitions and don't buy this, and it's bad, bad, bad. But where's the people who are like insecticides? That's the thing we really need to reduce. Yeah. Don't buy crops and foods that have been sprayed with insecticides. That's where you should put your effort. We need genetically modified food. This this is yeah. all about the 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 cheapness, the inexpensiveness of our food. And we have become very dependent on very inexpensive food, right? We talk about people can't afford uh, eating like whatever grass-fed, you know, holistically raised beef, but they could go to McDonald's and eat, you know, really cheap hamburgers that in the creation of that meat, a lot of destruction to the environment has taken place. Yeah. Although recently, and this is not something you guys may know about, but I got from uh, Twitter that uh, Jack in the Box, Whopper, 
And I think one other big so chain that's Burger, is Burger, King Burger King and, and Carl's Jr. I didn't hear about Jack in the Box. Del Taco also. Right. They're going to be using the Impossible Burger. They already yes. are. Like Whopper, our Burger King already does. Yes. They have a Whopper that is used with the Impossible. Or maybe it's the Beyond. I don't know which. I can't remember which one. Carl's Jr. is the Beyond. Uh, Del Taco is using the Impossible meat in their stuff. And I've heard from a local regional manager that, it's pretty indecipherable from the other stuff because the other stuff wasn't very good to begin with. So sure. I think that has to do with that. So, yeah, I think that that's great. When and is Mac is going to get well, when that, is Mac is going to so get on There's, there's a last. petition all around that Leilani Munter, who's the the hippie vegan chick who drives a race car, she's a big Tesla supporter. She put out a thing on Twitter where they're trying to petition McDonald's to also flip to using this non-animal-based protein that tastes really good you know i have qualms about may not be the best for us to use that all the time because of the high soy content but nevertheless it can make us eat less meat it is so inefficient we've talked a bit on the on the show before something like 500 gallons of water is used to create one pound of beef where it's like two when you use a plant-based one and right and it's really it's the erosion of the soil it's the so much land that is destroyed by cattle cattle is uh, bad there was fact, a 90% of the destruction of forests rainforest now is because of what we eat yeah and so i believe it was in the united states alone i saw numbers like if the land devoted to animal agriculture were converted back to forest that the loss of carbon output from the animals and the taking in of carbon by the trees would have a incredible change effect on our climate it would take a long time i don't think the beef lobby is going to be happy with this podcast no they're not going to be patrons. Well, you know, the oil and gas lobby is really kind of dumped on us. So, <laughs> Yeah, there are not a lot of happy people out there. But, but you the know. good news Ooh, about good news? all of this stuff that's happening and the warming of the planet, the mm-hmm. good news is that a hot solar panel is more efficient than a cold solar panel, right? I think that's backwards. Not... I think you got that wrong. Oh. I don't know. We have to... You know what? Oh, there's an article from Technology oh, wow, Review wow. that that's... actually disputes what you just said. It's a... The output actually drops as they get hotter, Mel. Yeah. That's, what are you going to do about that? That is very upsetting. And it drops. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it can be considerable. 0.45% for each degree Celsius increase in temperature. Yeah, I uh, knew that solar panels are less efficient when they're hot because I read a lot about solar panels and stuff, but I didn't <laughs> know how bad it was. <laughs> and then I guess... You don't think about it in your own, like, I, I don't quite make as, make as many kilowatts today as I did on a cold day. But when you're talking about solar panels that are all through the planet and they become a significant part of the energy mix, and there's a significant increase in warming, and in some of these places, it's not like the 2 degrees or 1.5 degrees everybody talks about. There are certain places like around uh, the Middle East where they're building a lot of these solar farms. They expect the temperatures to go up not by 2 degrees, but by 7 to 10 degrees. And that really affects the efficiency of your solar panels. Right. And if you're talking about needing, let's say, 100 million solar panels to energize a country or whatever that number is. Big numbers. If you're talking about 2% additional because of 2 degrees or 3 degrees of rise, that's a lot of solar panels. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in a place like the Middle East, it's going to take a lot of like infrastructure to support the people who are going to have to stay behind to take care of these solar panels in 130 degree uh, Fahrenheit temperatures. 
Yeah, because the leaders will be on their yachts in the south of France. But I got some good news. There's good news? You know how June was the hottest month on record in the planet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. July beat it. Oh, yay! July. 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 Hottest July. month in July. human history. Julio, yay. Julio, Julio, it's Julio. Good, but it's not happening, so it's all fine. So uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that stuff. Let's talk about some fun things. Let's talk about Tom's new car. Huh? I want. It's oh, not. Okay. Can I borrow your new car, Tom? Tom's getting a new car. I'm not. It's I'm not an so X excited. and it's not a three, but it so is an electric excited. car. Uh-huh. So uh, there's this Draco <laughs> guy who uh, owns Barracuda hard drives. He also fought, I think, uh, Harry Potter. No, he. <laughs> is that Draco? He fought Rocky. Drac- Drago. I'm Drago. Drago. Oh, Drago. I'm talking about Draco Malfoy. Uh, there's so many options yeah. in the movies, really. He's very Slytherin. rich, uh-huh. and he's making a car, but not too many of them. So can somebody tell us about this car? Since it's going to be Tom's car. <laughs> you tell me about it, Robert, because I'm <laughs> very curious about my new car. Okay. It's a supercar. It looks nice. Yeah. They're, how many are they going to make? Their production is going to be like 35 million? 25. That's 25 not, cars. That's not at all life-changing. Well, well, we'll just speed through. Why are they only making 25? <laughs> One, they're getting the chassis from Fisker, uh-huh. which already... There's like Fisker Tesla bad blood. This so, is a four-door supercar, by the way. It is. It's a quad motor architecture where each wheel has its own motor and its own gearing box. So they can very carefully, 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 <laughs> carefully modify the torque that goes to each of the four wheels. Ooh. The wheels are ginormous, or I should mm-hmm. say the tires. Each one of those motors has a permanent magnet taking a page out of the book that Tesla has been reading from, mm-hmm. and it has a combined horsepower between all four motors, 1,200 horsepower. That's ridiculous. OMG. That's, it, like a, that's like a train. It could pull three semis if they weren't <laughs> autonomous. Yeah. <laughs> it has, uh, a, a, they say, astonishing acceleration. We don't know what that is. Yeah, zero to as I fast as you want to go. As zero fast to as well, <laughs> So I don't know how quick it is, but I know how fast it is. Time machine. It's 206 miles per hour top speed, which I have like never driven. I've never driven like over, I don't know, like one time in, in the Nevada desert, I think I got to 110. Do you feel like this is going to, if they get this car to 206, Elon's going to unlock something? Right. Elon. Elon's gonna be like uh, roadster, something else. The crazy thing with all of this Uh speed, quickness, and they don't say really how far it can go, but it only has a ninety kilowatt hour battery pack. Mm. Yeah, that you're gonna use ninety kilowatts going from zero to two hundred and six miles an hour. Right. Yeah, that's got about a two mile range. Not gonna be great. It does not supercharge. It can go to Chatamo or CCS and it can go up to 150 kilowatt that's pretty good. DC fast charging. It has an onboard charger, mm-hmm. which is a seventeen uh, J seventeen seventy two, which can go up to like sixty or a little more amps. Mm-hmm. Uh they have these like carbon ceramic Brembro brakes, which are super expensive. That sounds fun. They have a suspension system. What kind of My no, car seems no, cool. What is that suspension system? Uh, that is suspension. <laughs> wow. So they've, <laughs> they've got all, all these features, and that uh-huh. is why you're going to pay, Tom. Mm-hmm. How gonna... much now would you pay? How much <laughs> now? And what if we added absolutely nothing else? Uh, what, what if it had a massively parallel cooling architecture? Now how much would you pay? Oh, and 21-inch what? Michelin Sport tires. Oh, i pay a ton of money for that. Yeah, well, one... <laughs> Go ahead. $1.25 million base price. and okay. Base price. <laughs> base price, yeah. Like, cause, cause you want then, the doors? Because then they Wait. start haggling over, like, well, would you like the ceramic coating? 
like what are the what are the options in a 1.2 there should Probably be another half a there should dollars. be no options in a 1.2 million dollar car and what i will tell you about this thing which is crazy okay so you have to go through all the r&d figure out how to make a battery pack figure out how to make all of this stuff work and you're only going to make 25 of them which means your maxed out revenue is just a little over 25 million dollars yeah what is the point of this crazy isn't it yeah, this is uh, ego or something. That's crazy. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. that cost a lot of money? But it is weird. Like, uh, you've got a $1.25 million car. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'd really like get the upgrades, but I can't afford them. <laughs> yeah, I really the can't. guys who are buying oh, this. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Wanna, and then people will buy this, and then they'll they'll, they'll be like, oh, there's no cup holders. Are people <laughs> going to bitch about it like they bitched about Tesla having no cup holders? Or no, they- the added features will be like gold solid gold emblems yeah. here and there and they can like redo the seats with your own you know Gucci pattern and they've already uh, established they've gotten every single license plate in every single state or country that says douchebag one oh, so nice. like no matter where you live and oh. buy this car you can get is I, that wrong? Well, Am I wrong? Did there I are that? probably a couple of uh, <laughs> uh, Patreon listeners to the show uh-huh. who've put in their order. Yeah. And I don't you blame think? them. I think this is awesome. There's somebody listening to this show right now that has $1.25 million to drop on a Draco. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Who is it? And why aren't you getting us more <laughs> Patreon money? I mean, this is right. why, like, there's that um, Swedish right. hypercar. I can't remember the name. Uh, Koning, Koningsing? Koningsegg. Let's have Mel say it. It's Koningsegg. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That yeah, one is like a million dollars or thereabouts. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. I mean, I've yeah. seen these at the uh, Motor for Toys. You should come, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Talking Tesla Nation. All you should come join the Tesla Club. Mm-hmm. Every year we go and we stake out an area and we put like 30, 20, mm-hmm. 30 Teslas out. And they have these amazing cars. It's like an art museum. Yeah. I, I have to say, look, some dude has a lot of money. In uh-huh. fact, I met one guy who had three, oh, what, I think they were Conan's eggs there. I mean, like, the dude had like $5 million worth of car parked yeah. there at the front. And I'm just looking at these cars and they've got the carbon fiber and it's wrapped and it's like sculpture. It is kinetic sculpture. It's amazing. So I really look forward to seeing Draco's mm-hmm. car. Okay. It does. You know the good thing about a $1.25 million car? Makes your car seem like a good deal? Well, it makes a $250,000 roadster seem really cheap. <laughs> right. Since it they're does. just about performing at the same level, if yeah. not the roadster better. And Tom, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll borrow it like yeah, uh, maybe no New Year's weekend. So for sure I'm getting this car. There's no doubt about that. But here's what I'll tell the listeners. I am going to need to start doing a lot more public ex- appearances to pay for this. Mm. I can talk literally for as long as you want about whatever you want, but it's going to be about 75k a pop. So, and I'm going to need a lot of you to sign up so I can do this. So I am available for all your public speaking needs. Um well, you know, I'll talk about whatever, but <laughs> within reason. You and Joe Come Rogan, on, mate. Yeah. Now, you know the other good thing about only selling 25 units of a $1.25 million car? You don't have to worry about not selling out. Mm, that's right. And it makes uh, Tesla's sales look very good. So <laughs> somebody does. wants to tell us about European car sales. I think that was Robert, probably. Am I back? Am mm-hmm. I back up? You're back. Yeah. All right. Well, so the bottom line in Europe is that Tesla is winning big and pretty much everyone else is not. They said that uh, in January, 
price, uh, European car sales were down 7%. In February, 2.6%. In March, 3.7%. This is year on year. So Is this a winter doldrums thing? No, but every January is I a see. sucky okay. January Do, for the Does car winter man. occur in January every time? Oh. Yeah, in Europe. <laughs> I think in Europe they had a pretty bad year. Not I think in South this America, year. but but they say that most of the decline is still attributable to the after effects of a new fuel efficiency and emissions testing standard mm. that went uh, live in Europe in September. The worldwide harmonized uh-huh. light vehicle test procedure. Ah, uh, the WLTP. I know it well. Yeah, of course. And so, uh, uh, in the last six months, though. Uh, five out of those six months, crossovers and SUVs, and I thought this was really interesting, Why? were the only <laughs> categories to improve. So Europeans are definitely like Americans. Yeah, like they big want to. Yeah, they want the bigger cars, although in Europe, the price of gasoline is quite a bit higher than it is here in the United States. They uh, are now like f- almost 40% of the market share of the crossovers. But the big winners. That's a lot. That's more than I expected, honestly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think Europe, I think tiny little cars that park really easily. Yeah, but not. But no. No. So the big winner among the manufacturers in Europe is. It's me. Wait for it. Tesla. What? Yeah, they. Not Draco. Not Draco. Dra- no, it's 25, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously. And their, their growth has tripled. Their volume uh, of sales have tripled. I threw in a a graph here. There were a lot of graphs in this article, but basically the biggest volume increase was Tesla. They sold 15, over 15,000 more cars in the first quarter of 2019, which is a 243% increase. And then the, the, the car makers that are doing the worst are Renault, Nissan, Fiat, Chrysler, and Volkswagen. All of them are down like... 34 to 43%, which is huge. Or yeah. I should say thousands. Sorry, 34,000 less sales for Volkswagen, Renault, Nissan, 43,000 less. Much but, worse. But the percentages for like Honda is down 16% year over year and Subaru True. is down 15% year over year. Yeah, we keep saying this, but I don't know if the message gets through that Tesla's selling more and more cars. In the face of a car market which is going down in the States, down in Europe, and down Mm -hmm. in China. So it is pretty amazing that they're able to expand the number of cars they're selling when everybody else is tanking. And I think it's a lot of it is just people are just pent up. They're sick of paying for gas. So you talked about gas prices. How much do you think a gallon, and I did some math while we were on here, how much do you think a gallon of gas is in Italy today? $8.64. It's less than that. $7. Seven dollars. It's a little less than that. Six sixty nine. Yeah. Which is a gallon of gas here is like three fifty. Yeah. Oh, in California. In California. It's even less when you right. go out out east of here. But if you look at like right now, if you look at gas prices across Europe, Russia, seventy cents a liter. So that's a lot less, obviously. But you know, Iceland's up is the most expensive. It's one ninety one a liter, which, you know, three point seven liters in a gallon. That's a that's a pretty sizable amount. Yeah, that's of, like seven bucks yeah. or something. In like Italy, that. it's one seventy-seven a liter, but you know it, it runs the gamut. One sixty in Germany, one sixty-five in Switzerland, one sixty-seven in France. So Did you see the? Um, there's a great picture in Portugal. They're having a strike, uh, driver delivery gas strike. So uh-huh. there's all the gas stations are empty, and there's this huge line of cars at this gas station because they've got some gas, mm-hmm. and there's a Model Three whipping by. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, yay. That's pretty nice. awesome. That's pretty awesome. 
Uh, can I tell you about my pouch? <laughs> I'm Australian. You are Australian, and you all are marsupials. We are all every, basically marsupials. Everybody there is everyone, basically Every every vertebrate in uh, Australia is a marsupial. I don't know if anybody in Kangaroos this room knew Kangaroos have pouches. That. Uh-huh. Koala bears have pouches. Uh-huh. I've got a pouch, uh-huh. and Polestar has a pouch. <laughs> Polestar has a lot of pouches. Tell us about the Polestar have pouch. A lot of pouch. So the Polestar 2 is the Volvo EV <laughs> offering that's about to come out, and it uses pouches instead yeah. of cells for its battery packs. Do you have any thoughts about pouches versus cells, Robert? Well, I think that they are uh, less, how would you say, um, Efficient, they, good. Uh, efficient, good. They're not as easy to cool. I know that. Yeah. They're not as versatile. You can't fit them into just anywhere. They're mm-hmm. pretty design specific. So uh-huh. if you make pouches for like one type car, then if you want to make another car, you're stuck making use of those pouches. You can't change the car up like Tesla does where mm-hmm. they take battery modules and they can change the size of their battery modules yeah. and they can stick them in like a semi or a trailer right. or they can put them in a pickup or, or they can a put kangaroo them in a pouch. So Volvo's done a little bit of this. So they've made modules and this Polestar has a bunch of modules in it and they've actually been able to configure them in such a way that there's a footwell for the rear seat. So it's a, fo- a four-seater. Nice. So, so instead of the, you sitting on top of the battery, they, they put an opening there in the module so your feet are actually as low as they possibly could be, keeps your knees down, gives you the feeling of having a little more space back there. So that's a pretty cool feature. This thing has a 78 kilowatt battery, 275 miles of range with an 11 kilowatt onboard charger. What do you guys think this thing going to cost you? What's it going to set you back? Uh, probably less than $1.25 million. It's a little bit less than $1.25 million. $63,000 before the tax credit. And interestingly enough, this car is also due sometime in 2020. We're we're very excited about 2020. So many good <laughs> things are about to happen. Is this an SUV like car? It is kind of a weird. So they're calling it a fastback. So it's four doors and it has a pretty big, uh, like hatchback kind of area. Mm-hmm. If you click on this, you can see a photo of the of the vehicle. So this I believe. is a direct competitor to the Model Y. I think it is. I think it's it's sort of. A little bit in between. It's a little bit boxier looking because it is a Volvo. It has a really nice screen in the center. It 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 looks. It's got a full blown glass roof. It's got very minimal inside buttons, just like Tesla is doing. It's a sharp looking uh, car. Yeah, it has AC and DC charging. It has DC charging up to 150 kilowatts. But my question to you guys: hmm, Is it a Model Three killer? Is it a Model Y killer? No, because the Model Y price. goes further at mm-hmm. about the same price. Yeah. Charges significantly faster mm-hmm. and has the moat, which is the supercharger network. So yeah. this would have to be so much better for some reason. Yeah. Otherwise, I could not say to somebody, buy this. Why would you buy this and not a Model Y? I right. mean, they make a big deal about not having your knees thrust up into your chest. Yeah. But honestly, I've sat in the Model 3. Mm-hmm. This is sort of my current go-to I don't know. I got like five items on my list of why mm-hmm. would I get a car? I can sit behind myself yeah. in the Model 3. How do you sit behind comfortably? <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> That's really hard to but, do. But, uh, but what I will say is, you know, again, we have you see all this uncertainty happening in Tesla land, right? You see all this craziness with the pricing. You see all kinds of reports about build quality. We have, there's a report we're going to talk about, I think, about a rental car company who ordered a hundred of these cars. And after they received 15 of them, canceled the order for the other 85 of them because of quality issues they kept popping up on the Model 3. So if you are sort of a non-believer in Tesla, which obviously 
we are not. And you want an EV that has a lot of range and can theoretically fast charge, although, again, there is no network. So build a network there, Volvo. This is a potential option. But it is, would you buy this over a Bolt? It's, it's about the lot, same range, right? But it's more money. A lot more money, right? But it is a Volvo. Yeah, it's a Volvo. So, you know, it's going to be safe. It looks. I think a lot of people are going to buy this car. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, again, around the Around the town car? Fun. It but feels yeah. like a, um, uh, what was that car that we were all following that now is sort of potentially defunct? Sorry, I've, I've got fuzzy this... brain today. But this reminds me of just sort of that. It's a bit boxy, uh-huh. but it's got a nice, like, curvy edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really solid. Mm-hmm. And um, and the design is, is far more yeah. mainstream and uh, doesn't break the paradigm like the Model 3, where yeah. it has nothing on the dash except the 15-inch right. screen. This one looks very much like a car. There's mm-hmm. lots of buttons, a shifter, you know. And so I think it will satisfy a lot of people who aren't ready to make the yeah. jump to a Model 3-like car. But I think Model 3 just dusts but I this think car. It's a, I think it looks, on, its, on, a, on the surface, it looks like a solid entry into the EV world, right? Yeah. And if we're talking about, you know, trying to, you know, promote sustainable transportation, here's another option. If at some point there is a fast DC charging network that's as robust of, of as the Tesla, this thing charging at 150 kilowatts, that's no slouch no, as it pertains to a lot of things. So it can get you, if there was the same amount of network at 150 kilowatts, that currently exist in the states this car is 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 a road trippable car well let me just say that i am not an exclusive tesla lover i love tesla because mm-hmm. tesla marks all of the checks all these boxes yeah. the supercharger the safety the looks the ride the funness of it with all of the updates coming over the air i'm super strong on Tesla for what its merits are. Yeah. This car looks really solid. And if this is what Volvo is going to bring to the EV market, uh-huh. let them see some great success so they can change yeah. all the rest of their vehicles mm-hmm. to all electric as well. And I think that's the nice thing about this modular pouch thing. And again, I don't know. I've heard bad things about pouches. They're using this cooling plate. So these pouches, the modules look from size and shape. I don't know how big each of them are about like shoe boxes. They're little rectangles and they have like 27 pouches, I think, in each one of the shoe boxes. And then they're being cooled by a plate underneath it that sits on top of it. The whole thing is put into a big encased metal encased thing with steel on top and aluminum on the bottom. It seems like a really nice design, very clean, something you would probably expect out of Volvo. So we'll see. Again, we need all the car companies to take this seriously. And what I will say from this is it looks like Volvo is in the game. Yeah, they're in the game. I, and I'm like you, Robert. That why do I have a Tesla? Why? Because I had, because it's a great car. Because <laughs> uh, I, I had a Leaf, mm-hmm. which was my first EV. I wanted an EV, save the planet. And um, then I moved to a Tesla, and that was a big jump in cost. And But I did it because I needed a longer range car. And still today, that's four years ago. Still, really, the only car that you can use as a car that's electric is a Tesla. Yep. Once somebody else has the network and a great car, mm-hmm. then I don't necessarily will stick with Tesla just because it's Tesla. I know there are some people like, if it's not a Porsche, it's piss. I'm not one of those people. But yeah. I just don't see anybody still coming close for a long time. Yeah. 
Uh, Model 3 price changes. Look, I just want to tear. <laughs> what? The Model 3 uh, performance price no. has gone up again. Really? Yeah. After lowering it $5,000 earlier mm-hmm. year, they've gone back up $1,000. Um, you get whiplash following the price changes on the Tesla. Uh-huh. It's all over the place. They have, in fact, uh, lowered the price of the Model Y. Why? Why? Because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Why? Because they haven't built them. Why? Because they're not ready. Why? Because they haven't built out the factory and made enough cells. I can't believe we haven't gotten a letter about this yet. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep changing it, and it's changed again. Uh-huh. And it's I don't know. what Are they just trying to exhaust us? Is this just like slapping somebody on the head? Whack, 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 whack until yeah. you're just like... It's just very annoying. It's a form of torture. I don't know, man. It is, it is right? So they dropped the recently introduced standard range Model S and then brought it back and then they killed it again. So they're doing things with all the products all over the place. The only car they seem to not mess with very much is the X for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, because they know that if they mess with the X, they're just going to revive all of the violent <laughs> like comments about the death doors. Yeah. I don't. I, again, they're doing it. They're changing the prices. They're changing the price. They, he said that they they bumped up the cost of auto of full self driving. Right, six thousand dollars now right. if you buy the car. Yeah, and he thinks it's going to continue to go up. Although I looked today to see what this deal was. If I bought full self driving and it's still. Listed on my page as I log into Tesla, that's $3,000. So why are you buying T-shirts? You should be buying autopilot. Well, my question to you guys is, should I be buying this at $3,000? I did. I did a little thing on Elon Daily about it. I wasn't going I to. Know you I wasn't did. going to. I wasn't going to. But then he kept tweeting saying, this is going to go up, it's going to go up, it's going to go up. And I was like, I am better lock it in at three right now. But is it so going to go up it. for me also? Or is it only going to go up for people who don't have anything? I, I don't know. It was supposed to go up August 16th. Three grand, Robert. So what do you say? So Mel says I should because he already did. But three grand is a lot of money. It's again, it's all about faith in Mm -hmm. the process of getting them to full self-driving. And they keep getting it. They keep making it better. I mean, I think it's better. It definitely has some glitches. It's good. I get lulled into a like a sense of comfort because on my route that I use a lot, mm-hmm. it's really solid. Yeah. And there's a couple of places where it isn't, and I know them, but I went like some routes this last couple of days that were mm-hmm. completely new to me uh-huh. and the car did some crazy. Yeah. I just recently changed a setting in my car. So it's not based on the autopilot or the full self-driving technology, but you know that stay in your lane, uh, feature that it has i can't think of what it's called but it's basically yeah, lane like keep lane keep or yeah. whatever it is that's on regardless of whether or not you have autopilot on Correct. or off so you can set that to be much much more sensitive so i was getting this when i told you guys i was having this weird vibration it was because i was changing lanes without signaling mm-hmm. so i bumped this up to high just to kind of see what it would do yeah and now it loses its mind like it will drag you mm-hmm. back into the other lane yeah. but what i discovered today is so here in los so angeles have you started using the like the change <laughs> <laughs> signal no i still do just because i want to see what the car's going to do like you really uh-huh. have to actually fight the wheel yeah to if you're trying to move the lane it like really tries to pull you back. But I got on the freeway today and and you know how there's that white line that kind of goes a little bit and then ends? That mm. thing really threw it for a loop and it hard jerked in one direction because mm. of that line. It you know, because at one point you sort of merge, you'll kind of merge right, naturally. So the lanes over it. are now joined uh-huh. and it wants to get in the middle. And it thinks, yeah, it thinks that you're coming over that lane at that right. last five or ten feet of that yeah. lane. It thinks you're coming over and it jerks you really hard to right. the right. And that was kind of frightening i turned that off because in uh just side streets here with that thing on the high 
setting mm-hmm. and there's lots of speed bumps here and I always put one wheel over the speed bump and so I go right yeah. over the side and then back and you do that and it just grabs the wheel and I'm like no you're doing the full <laughs> speed bump <laughs> wow. like what are you doing interesting so it'll do it on the speed bump so it's not necessarily looking at the lines in that case because there aren't even lines on the street that's uh, it's too much but it's, it's an interesting much. do we call that the 737 max move but is that like in a lot of ways the plane that when trials, oh, feel, yeah. that's what it feels down. like. Yeah. Feels like autopilot that you don't have to pay for because it's just on and you put that's it on true. high and it'll keep you in your lane. <laughs> well, you will definitely be pissed when. But I think it'll pinball you back and forth like between the two lanes. I think you should buy it mainly because I don't want to hear you being pissed off at Elon forever when in two years mm-hmm. they get approval for full autopilot in mm-hmm. California and he says, well, since it makes everybody so much safer, I'm just going to give it to everyone. And then you're going to be like, oh, you see? Wait, you I told me to buy it because it's going to be free? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't buy it. Wait <laughs> till it's free. i got to tell you, my, my car, just because of the show, I think, got an AI upgrade. And so I was driving with my buddy Tony, and uh, we were going down the freeway about you know, 75 miles an hour. There's a truck in front of us. And in the back of this truck was a big shed. And um, the shed starts to lift up oh. higher, higher. And then tumble off the back of this no, truck. No, that did not happen. It happened right in front of Were me. Were you in sentry mode? I was I had it, I was in AI mode. And then it started to explode in front of us and there was this whipping. The car whipped between the shed, pulled over to the side and got around it as other cars were really having a hard You're time. You're doing on autopilot? Uh, no, actually I was driving. <laughs> I was the AI. I thought I did a great job of driving through that. So oh, did you well, hit yeah. the button and High get five. the recording no. of this? No, because I was in the S and it didn't have it. Because that's the first thing oh. I did. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> that thing just exploded in front oh. of us. It didn't oh, kill us. damn it. And I can't I'm sorry you it. don't have my little $100 dash cam. Oh, yeah, that would have so been amazing. It's, it's so good. It was kind of frightening. That and the poor gone. guy pulls over and he's like... My shit's exploded. You're like, damn straight. It yeah, exploded. Yeah, it exploded right yeah you need to me. get the Rove dash cam. It's a hundred bucks. Yeah. It plugs into the cigarette lighter or a USB port. Mm-hmm. And it's just I wish stellar. I had a, it would have been the still, best video. Stellar. Still don't, still don't know if I should buy a model the full self-driving. But I could have, you know, crashed my car and then I would have had to take it in a Tesla and then it would have been fine because they would just give me a loaner while they're getting it fixed, right? Is that yeah. real? Is that for real? They would give you a loaner? Well, no. You know how Tesla said <laughs> back in the day... <laughs> Such a good segue. That uh, if you bring your car in because uh-huh. of the rare, rare circumstances where there's something wrong with it, yeah, which rare. is a, a lie, uh, <laughs> that you'd get a loaner. And that was a great thing for a while. And mm-hmm. then Elon doubled down and said, not only would you get a loaner, we're going to make... You're going to give you 100 P's. Best loaner in the right. world. So that you can play around with it and probably want to buy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's been happening is this, this has slowly been thinning out. First, you got a Tesla rental car, and then you got just any car, and then you got Uber credits. And then somebody said on Twitter to Elon, uh, what's happening with the loaner program thing that you were talking about? And it all seems to be disappearing. And he <laughs> says, that is correct. We will address. Now, what does that mean? They're going to address it. They're going to address this thing that you don't get Teslas when you take in your Tesla to get it fixed. What does it mean? It means he's going to write a blog post that gives you a clear explanation why you no longer get this. Maybe they'll just keep it for S and X owners. That I might think be another way. Should do, yeah, another way personally. to differentiate yeah. the the cars. Yeah, you get a nice loaner if you yeah. spend that much money and your car's in the shop because they can be in there they can, for a fair amount of time. Right. This is the bummer right. part. If it's in there for body work. 
and now Tesla's now trying to bring that bodywork inside. They could have that car weeks for, for quite a long time. Yeah, it takes days for paint yeah. to dry. So I have gotten the last time I brought in my Model Three, I got the Uber credits, and the way they do it is actually pretty interesting. They give you two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they send you a text, you put it in your Uber. You have to make sure your app is completely updated. And now you have two hundred dollars of Uber credits for the time the car is in there, and it could be forty-eight hours or whatever, and you can just use that Uber credit wherever you want. So you know it it does it does work it is effective it's probably actually the most efficient way for Tesla to do it because again if they're going to have if they're going to add it to a model 3 model S model X model Y model truck you know all of those things eventually they're going to have so many cars that they're going to have to make just to to keep their their service fleet up to date yeah, it would be really tough. But what would be interesting is if they gave you, the Model S or X owner, mm-hmm. a 3 as a loaner and then get you to buy a 3 and then they don't have to give you loaners anymore. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> they would only give loaners to S and X. Oh, oh. I don't know if oh, that's the case, yeah. but I'm just joking. As yeah. you know, I've had to take in the, the Teslas a lot over the, the years. Mm-hmm. And i got to tell you, whenever they used to give you a loaner and it was less of a car than you gave them to fix... Mm-hmm. Always felt a bit bummed when they gave you like the 60 and I'm like, well, the car I just gave you is an 85 and I was right. going to go on a trip and now I have to charge every six seconds. Yeah. So I liked the idea when he came out and said, well, we're just going to give you the high-end version because right. then people aren't going to be ticked. But It is smart, but then I think he started he does. to realize that there was a lot more problems with his service centers, which he's trying to fix. And I will say this. And I don't soapbox a lot about my own particular situation, but I took my car in over two months ago now, June 10th. I think because of that smell, smell and odor. And I did the, they, they charged me $135 for an ozone treatment, which should have been done at the same time as replacing the air filters, which they didn't tell me about. And I'm an idiot and I paid them because I'm an idiot. And it still smells. I've tried your technique of you heating did. the car several times and it really? still smells. It for doesn't hours smell, at a time? It's intermittent. Yeah, for overnight. Yeah. I plugged it in here. And I just Thank kept you, it charged. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Sorry. <laughs> I paid the $3 and, for that. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay you back, you know. But And I just kept the heat on as high as I could possibly right. do it. And it seemed like it helped for like a half a day. Sad face. And then it went away. Yeah. But I, I called, and, and A, you can't even call Tesla. You cannot call corporate Tesla. I called in a different service center on Friday because yeah. I was pissed. So I called the Agura service center, and I said, this happened. And the guy at the Agura service center said, I would never have charged you that $135 if I couldn't replace the filters at the same time. I'm still waiting for the filters. Mm. The Van Nuys service center does not call me back, doesn't return the text to their SMS number. Not at all very cool about any of that stuff. You can't buy these filters anywhere else. They're making them, but I can guarantee you if I wanted to spend $500, I could have the bio filters put into my car. So I want my 135 bucks back for service that didn't work, and I want this fixed. And what I tell you is I'm very, very close. I don't know what I'm smelling. This could be mold. This could be something else. I'm very, very close to potentially invoking a lemon issue with this Model 3, mm. and then what do I do? Yeah. Wow, he's upset. I have a stinky car as well. I wonder if it's the same stink. I fixed it, though. 
I got a air freshener and I put it down the air intake. Yeah, you told me that, but that doesn't fix it. That no, just makes the does. mold smell better. Now, <laughs> Mark, now Mark from RPM Tesla yes. has said, and this is a very well-known issue, okay. right? This is happening in a lot of Model 3s. I'm mm-hmm. just going to throw that out. I hear a lot. I see you see a lot of it on the thing. Mark said to spray a can of Lysol into the intake while the things are running. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Why? I don't want to uh, inhale a whole bunch of Lysol for the next six months. I don't like the smell of it. What could go wrong? Open your windows. I don't, Just let it blow. So you're okay with that? You think that's a good idea? I, I mean, I, they... I like Mark, and I believe that it could fix it, but I don't know. I want to know. I want to see what my filters look like. I want to know what I'm breathing in. If this is a safety you issue for me- You want to see how me, black the mold is on them? If that's the case, I'm going to be very, very unhappy. Yeah. I hope it's not mold. Because like you, I don't want to be breathing can't in the they, spores. Like can't that. this be a? This can be a, a mobile service issue. Right, but they, they don't have the freaking filters. How can they not have the filter? They we, replaced my filter when I had my one-year service. Like I don't know, four right. months ago. But the S is a is a much more mature vehicle. Oh, right, I have they, a different car. They built this I three. Forgot. This filter's supposed to last for ten years, which is why they put it in an impossible place to replace it. Really? How can they make a filter last for ten years? I'm just telling you that that was the deal, right? Right. And, I guess and, I'm and, uninformed. And so maybe what's happening is the evaporation coil in that thing. Again, my car is 2070 off the line. It's very, very early. But again, this is happening to a lot of cars. So Tesla, if you're listening. I'm pissed. I want to know if you're going to make this right. I want to know. Otherwise, you know, we could be dealing with a lemon law situation, and that will be super fun for this show, don't you think? No, I can't uh, stand the thought of it. Hey, although we're complaining about Tesla service, there's an article here in <laughs> Clean Technia that says, yes, Teslas have got these issues. Tom's highlighting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got build problems they're trying to fix. Yeah. Uh, the service centers they're trying to fix. They're in service center hell right now. Yeah. They're getting more mobile cars. And this gentleman... Uh, goes through the process of how he had to take his car in or there was a problem with it and how much it's improved Kyle in the last six months yeah so now and I did the same thing um, you can just go on your app and say service and you can choose mobile service and they come to you so this morning because I'm having a problem with the autopilot on the S I went on the app and I said service and I said come to my house and come and fix this silly thing and they'll be here in three days so if that all works out, yeah. that's great. Now, he noted that sometimes they cancel these service and didn't really tell him why, and there's still some issues there. Mm-hmm. But he was putting that, juxtaposing it with his wife's Mercedes. And the cluster that was, uh, you think Tesla has a problem with service? Many manufacturers have a problem with service. This is Mercedes, took his wife's car away for like 10 days, no loaner, no idea of when it was going to come back. So he's like, before you like do too much peeing on Tesla, ask the question, how good are the other manufacturers? And he thinks that with this new technology that Tesla is actually significantly better than most people out there. And I don't disagree with that, but it's still, and I don't say this is a a problem with Tesla endemically, but it's a problem for me. And that's what this show is about at this point is us telling our stories about Tesla in general. Right. I think the Japanese automakers, Toyota and Honda are the two big ones. Yeah. They have... In everything that's published on this, they have to take their cars back for service so much less frequently than other people. That, um, you don't think of them having a service problem. But I don't know if you have to take your Honda back or your Toyota back if it's a big long wait or if it's a big pain in the butt. Yeah. But you don't have to take them back very it's often. It's a problem if you're driving a Honda or a Toyota that is a plug-in hybrid. 
or an electric version because there's such a small percentage of their fleet that's out there or their whatever, their 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 product line that the people who fix these things are, I wouldn't call them ignorant, but they just don't have the expertise yeah. in fixing them. So when I would take the plug-in Prius to be fixed at Toyota, they'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's this. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It would more likely be that. Oh, no, no, no. And then they come back and say, oh, you're right. It's not this. I yeah. had the same thing with the Highlander. I had a first generation, just a hybrid Highlander with yeah. battery problems. And they're like, we don't know what the hell's going on. And the RAV4, they basically had one service guy that rotated through all the local yeah. service center. So he would only be in certain places one day a week. And I don't know if they've fixed that at this point. But, you know, again, there's going to be these kind of growing pains. And we understand that. And yes, Tesla is doing everything they can to make all of this stuff right. But there's still some issues. Yeah. I just say the last two services I had were mobile. They were Model S's, so they came out electric. Yeah. And uh, the last two guys who worked on my car were fantastic. They were great. They were really nice. They took a suggestion or two that I had and thanked me. And, you know, they were like, it was really cool. Good. Uh, oh, look out the window. Whose Tesla's at this? Somebody's trying to steal it. They're trying to take steal it. Nah, suckers. Oh, my God. They look really frustrated. Let's track them. It turns out from electric that your Tesla is 90% less likely to be stolen. From what? The average car. Sorry. Oh, thank you. 90% less likely to be stolen than the average car. There was just in the widespread news, on the CNN sort of news, this great story from Arizona. This lady broke into her Tesla, and she drove it, and there was a chase with the police. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tesla ran out of uh, gas. And uh, they ran out of gas? Ran out of energies. <laughs> she still wouldn't get out of the car. They had to smash the window to get her out. Oh, my oh. God. But you're much less likely to have your Tesla stolen than yeah. other cars. Why is that? It's hard to steal. Yeah, I mean, tracked. there's no key. No key, except, easier to track. Except for those of us who keep forgetting our keys in the car. If you're a reasonably smart person, you're like, yeah. if I steal this and try and plug it in, they're just going to be able to track that as well at the supercharger network. Yeah, yeah the whole, and I, I've shown a couple of people, like this one dude at the car wash, he was like looking at my app and I showed him that I can watch my car on my app. Mm-hmm. He looked at me and he got this look in his eye and I had a feeling that he realized that the Tesla big brothers are watching. So oh, yeah. don't F around with the Teslas. Well, and then, but they're also said like in Europe, there's been more Tesla thieves because they're much more sophisticated. So they've managed. Oh, you think like, European stealers are better than American stealers? That's Is that what, what you're saying? this article in Electric Our says. Brothers I are mean, as good as brothers anywhere in the world. <laughs> no, they're not. But <laughs> interestingly, the least stolen car is not a Tesla. It was the BMW 3 Series four door. Why? And, and by a lot less, like four in Europe versus or here. In this article in Electric, <laughs> wherever. I thought Beamers were lots stolen. I'm I know Porsches right are stolen here, a lot. The the vehicles with the lowest claim frequencies for whole vehicle theft, the number one cars, the ah. BMW 3 Series. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm just reading the, the data. I thought it was impressive that the Tesla vehicles that were stolen in the U.S., mm-hmm. out of 115, 112 were returned. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And what happened... To the other three, they did chop, they just chopped into pieces and sold? They off were, scrap. yeah, they were chopped up and then sold to Rich Rebuilds, and he uh, inadvertently <laughs> no, put don't, them into don't something put else. Rich Rebuilds into this thing. But how do you? What would you? Okay, here's a better question for thieves: What do you have to do to turn off the tracking capability of your car? Do you have to unhook it from the battery, Let's the main ask battery, Rich. and the 12 volt battery as well? 
Yeah, I need to know this because I want to start stealing some. Well, it, you know, the, the strange thing <laughs> is that it goes that's through how the. You're gonna, that's the fourth way to get a new car. It goes through the Tesla servers. Right. So the the three G or four G or LTE signal that's coming from your car right. goes into the AT and T network and shows up at Tesla. But not if it's not powered. Not if it's not powered. And then there was this whole thing that Rich was talking about how he had bought this flooded salvage car mm -hmm. and didn't think it was going to supercharge because to be able to supercharge, there needs to be a coordination through the Tesla server. Mm -hmm. And evidently nobody was looking for it. Mm -hmm. And he managed to get, I think it was his wife's car to charge. Yeah. But he's had experience with a lot more cars and gets into the sort of weeds of that. And I find that really fascinating because it's good to know what's going on in the background. Yeah. Somebody tell us about this uh, Model 3 steering drivetain suspension secret stuff. Well, we I'm can't really tell interested. you about them. They're secrets. Oh. The whole thing says but secrets. But at Tesla Rati, they wrote all about them. That secret. I love those guys. We love them. Hi, Gene. How you doing? <laughs> so I guess in the UK, some Tesla engineers sat down uh -huh. with this magazine called Autocar. Uh Autocar. I guess it's a, a very established motoring very magazine. Very established with the boots oh, from Boots. Oh, the Queen loves it. Uh, from it's Boots to Bonnets. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Why are we talking about I don't know. You started it. They had an extensive discussion. <laughs> And how a clean sheet design... Please stop. <laughs> they had extensive discussions on how clean sheet design... I don't know why any designer wouldn't start with a clean sheet. Come on, Get man. Get your dirty well, But if you're like the F-150 designer, you're not yeah. starting with a clean sheet. You're like, 90% mm, of these parts have to get reused again. You have a uh -huh. mandate, right, from uh -huh. your manufacturer. So it's not necessarily like the paper is dirty. They actually have to use all the stuff that was already yeah, there. They're, they're, except the pistons. We have all of this tooling already done. We have um, these engines already made. We, we prefer if you would design your car around this stuff so we're not building it from scratch. So in other words, again. you cannot create from the ground up tires mm -hmm. no. that have less rolling resistance no. and foam inserts that quiet the ride. Mm -mm. So evidently the Tesla engineers... <laughs> They spouted off about all these amazing things like sound-absorbing foam inside the cavity of the tire. And I actually saw this on a YouTube. Somebody was tearing apart a Tesla tire. And on the opposite side, so the tread, the part that touches the road, mm -hmm. just inside of the tire, there is like an inch-thick piece of foam okay. that's glued inside the tire. We could do a podcast wait, from inside there. Wait, oh, hold on quiet. a second, because this is very, very important to me right now. So Please. I'm going to stop you right now. So does that mean if I don't buy tires from Tesla, I don't get this? If I If I get tires from Tesla, any tire they're selling, they're going to have this capability. They developed new compounds to deliver a good combination of cornering grip and low rolling resistance mm -hmm. for the Model 3 tires. Rolling, rolling, rolling. The sound absorbing foam helps to suppress noise. They actually used uh, research from NASA in how astronauts are transported astronauts. to space, how much vertical uh, vibration, vibration can a body tolerate before it feels uncomfortable uncomfortable 
<laughs> like what's happening right now. <laughs> they have created sacrificial links. Sacrificial links. Not sacrificial lambs. Mm. You, even though they, it's not that this, time of this year. This does help you to pass over oh. the road more smoothly. Oh. Very Jewy reference. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> we boy. got a lot of people hanging up now. <laughs> the sacrificial links are in the front suspension so that if, and they did this specifically mm-hmm. for the off-center crash tests oh. by one of the, I think it was the IH, IHSTA. Insurance Highway Safety Transportation Administration yes. Administration. It's double administration. So if the car is hit in an off-center way, there are these links that fracture, pushing the wheels back. Fractured and links. there's a backward force that actually pushes the car away from the accident. Reverse push you away from the accident. There's a place for the front motor to fold down into an open space. Your car so that is it, now totaled. It, yeah, really. <laughs> this is expensive. It can, it can now have more crush zone. I mean, mm. all of this stuff. They've yeah. got uh, an electronic, like these electronic modules with double backup of uh, the power. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And I on have and a, on and a on. new nickname for Elon. Yes. We're going to start calling him Safety First. Safety first. That's his new nickname. Yeah, I think this is great. I mean, what I do like you want it. in your car? Elon's safety first Musk. I mean, if somebody hits you, you don't want to be hurt. No, I do not want to be hurt. That is one of the reasons I drive this car is because I want it and anybody in it with me to be safe when I'm driving 185 miles an hour in autopilot on the well, freeway. you're not going to get that in your Draco. Oh, my Draco? I'm not going to get that in my Draco. You're not going to get this kind of safety you in don't your know Draco. That. You're just making assumptions yeah, now. Yeah, I am because when you're going 206 <laughs> miles an hour, yeah, that's you're a lot of physics. Fry bread. Yeah. Uh, fry you know, bread. The problem. <laughs> the problem with all of this is that is that bummer feeling uh-huh. when your car gets totaled yeah. and you realize now you will have no autopilot for life ever again. Unless, of course, they bring it back again. Or you will have... Well, autopilot or supercharging? You confused me. I'm sorry, supercharging. <laughs> or, you, yeah, you could lose your autopilot as well. Well, you just have to buy that again. You can't you buy, buy supercharging. buy, 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 Yeah. Well, have your you insurance seen... company is going to buy it at that point, I would, yeah, I, I, would so. I would, imagine. What was that movie with Sylvester Stallone, Judge Dredd? I want that car. Do you remember when they, <laughs> he crashed that car in Judge Dredd? Uh-huh. And, like, all of this foam, poof! Filled yeah. up the entire Ooh, inside yeah, of the car. Yeah, that would be cool. That was cool. How yeah, about the Batman car out. that just won't know no matter what happens, it doesn't get, you can't get hurt in I'd it. I'd like the Batman car. Yeah. That'd be cool. Because it turns into like a sub and it has weapons on it. It'd be yeah. cool. No one would mess with you ever. Well, I wonder if, if I wonder if they're <laughs> divulging all of these safety and design secrets uh-huh. are part of their program to try and make traveling transport safer so that other people like Volvo might pick up on some of these ideas. Well, I mean, I think Volvo makes pretty safe cars. But again, if you think about it long term, what's Tesla's plan? Putting these cars in autopilot on the network, they know they're never going to be 100 percent, you know, never going to get into an accident. So they do everything they possibly can every step of the way to mitigate injuries. That's going to and they're carrying their own insurance on their network cars. Like that is going to, in the long run, pay off big time. Yeah. Where is that Tesla insurance, by the way? I want it to I be. I want it. I would like it right now. I yeah, want it. Do you have any with you right now? Do you have any Tesla insurance? I'm ready. I'm I can't ready. give you that. But what I can give you what? is an electric Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson is the biggest manufacturer of uh, motorbikes in the United States. It is. Maybe and the now they're going EV. That's right. They have a Harley Davidson electric live wire. 
It can go zero to 60 in a mere three seconds. I like the fact that they put the charging right where the gas fill thing would be. Isn't that in cute? The past. I think that's very, very I mean, cool. it's a slick, typical, it's traditional looking bike. motorcycle. Beautiful bike. Uh, the problem I think a lot of people are going to uh, be unhappy about is that they're not going to be able to feather it. and. I think there'll be a lot of people every, be okay with that. And let everybody know that they exist because that's a big part of a motorcycle safety plan. That's true. Is to be really loud and yeah. really obnoxious so that you don't make a merge into the lane and drive over them. I got to tell you how much I hate those incredibly loud motorcycles. They are yeah. just noise pollution. It's yeah. like, really? That, it's, they make them that way to be so loud and it's obnoxious. To be safe, though, so you see them. Because even in my it's three, so if I'm driving do down it. the freeway and my threes are rolled up, you you can sometimes not hear those motorcycles until they're right up on you. In, in traffic and, and that's pretty dangerous but when I when I I've been to the Black Hills before the Sturgis run and all you hear for the entire week are just bikes rumbling and oh. and echoing through the valley and it's just very nauseated. very unpleasant so this live wire is going to arrive at dealers in September so if you can't live without a mm -hmm. motorcycle or a Harley even go to your Harley Davidson dealership now what's the range it's uh, only about 140 miles, which I think is a huge problem. You're not going to go to Sturgis on your electric bike. No. Not so, from Colorado. So it's 100. From here. And it's only going to be sold at 150 dealerships in America out of Harley 650. So that's not, not very many. Yeah. And the problem for Harley-Davidson is that uh, the sales are sort of crashing for motorcycles. Yeah. They're going way, way down. They peaked, they said, in 2007. And since that time, they're just going down like 10, 15% a year. They said they're banking on electrics. The charger has CCS capability, so they can charge from empty to 80% in 40 minutes. If you can find the CCS turn. That's true. And I think this, uh, look, Harley, great, you know, good on you. Uh, bikes are dangerous, but, you know, if you want to ride one, may as well drive electric. But 140 miles is just, like, not going to get it done. Not yeah. going to get it done. I don't know what a range of an average Harley is. Well, the, but the problem, the thing is that there's places to fill up everywhere. But right. there isn't for your EV right. bike. Yeah. Is there charging every 140 miles, right? Or every 120 miles? I mean, just think about how carrying a cord, right? Like the Tesla charging cord. Yeah. That thing is not small and mm -hmm. it is not light when it comes to stuffing it into a motorcycle. Well, a buddy of mine just took th two of his friends on a motorcycle trip from Portland. They went all the way down to uh, Yosemite and back. And they were in, you know, that that's a very long, they did a 600 mile run yeah. on the last day. That would have taken them forever with this bike, you know, yeah. charging and stuff like that. Yeah, so. they say it only gets 95 miles combined city and highway. So yeah. <laughs> it's even worse. Yeah. It's getting down to leaf territory. <laughs> so uh, our cars are safe. Yeah. Why? Why? Because they drive us. Oh. Is that all you have to say? That's why. That's it? I mean, that's the most important thing. New York Although, Times. Yeah, there's a New York Times article. Our cars are trying to keep us safe. Here's how. It's uh, an informative article that's more for the lay public who aren't familiar with autopilot, who haven't experienced it, so that if you have, you know, grandma or co-worker who you want to kind of bring into the fold and answer their questions. This mm -hmm. is a good article for them. When I read it, yeah. I start getting nauseated because they're saying things that don't make sense to me who has spent, I don't know, hundred, hundreds of hours driving yeah. an autopilot. It's also a good article if you have a New York Times subscription. Because we like I, the New York Which Times. I didn't. Aw. <laughs> so I couldn't read it. Can you tell me about 
superchargers? Can we Who? have a report? You want me to? Here, I'll tell you about superchargers. So there's notes here about the supercharger report. Oh, there's there's no information. So Robert's, so Robert's no now keeping that secret. I am. I've got it underneath this fuzzy friends oh, monkey. Monkey. Move your monkey. And I want to hear from Robert just one thing. Yeah. Eight hundred new superchargers now in the last two weeks. Now, we all know that that's not the case. And and a lot of people's favorite part of this show is you complaining about supercharging. So welcome to the most favorite part of the show if you're one of those people. Mel, there's 975 electrons that can <laughs> flow in a very slight moment oh. from the eight new open superchargers. He got you. We have... Five new superchargers in the United States of America. Yes. How many of them are right here near Mel so he can use them? None. We have Germany, Italy, and Taiwan all scoring a supercharger. None of those places are in the United States, by the way. No, but there were five in the United States. Oh, I get it. Okay. Mm. Just confused there for a second. Yeah, well, what can I say? Maybe there's a lot of permits in construction. So, construction. There's uh, two in Madison, Wisconsin. Two. It's It's Madison, Madison. Connecticut, excuse me, Hmm. on either side of the highway. They've got 10 stalls going up. They're going to be the V3s, 250 kilowatts. 10 on each side or 5 on each side? 10 on each side. Nice. Connecticut, you're welcome. Madison, Connecticut. That's uh, two of the six in construction mode right now. Okay. Yeah. And then there are three that have been permitted. It's a short week for us. I should say it's been a short two weeks as far as number of superchargers. And looking at the variety of superchargers, they're still putting out uh, in, uh, I guess these are open 72 kilowatt superchargers. I don't know why they're going to continue with those unless you put them near movie theaters because people are going to go to the movies for a while, but still their their car will charge up faster than a movie. But the variety of superchargers that are going up are, are all 72, 120, 150, and 250 kilowatt hour chargers. And the Madison Supercharger is about 82 miles outside of New York City. So Yeah, for everybody heading up to Maine. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I think that's a great idea. It's a good spot. That whole area needs a lot more if they're going to continue to pump out cars. Especially if Mel moves over there. He's definitely going to want to have Is that going to actually lot, happen? A lot more superchargers. I don't think Chance so. Chance of me moving to the East Coast is approximately <laughs> zero. Not I, because there aren't lovely people there and fine yeah. places. But I'm a California lad. I know how I could get you to move to the East Coast. You send your son to school out there. Oh, I'd go visit a lot. Yeah, but uh, there's a reason he didn't go to the East Coast for school too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, he's a there. West Coast lad. Do you know that it's really cold in the winter? Yeah, it's very terrible. chilly. Hey, let's talk about SpaceX. Let's talk about SpaceX. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. Beyond nuking Mars. Beyond nuking Mars. Yes, we did talk about SpaceX a little, and and in this article, which is on. Uh, space.com, SpaceX got a second boat to catch those payload fairings. And it's called Mrs. Miss Tree. Chief. Uh, Miss, Miss the Chief? first one was Miss, Miss Tree, Tree right? which is mystery and mischief. If you yeah. are playing oh, games with nice. games that are wood yeah, like. Which I like. just cursed, like this article threw that out there. Yes, yes, it's mischief and mystery out on the open seas trying to catch these $6 million fairing. And yes. I don't think it's necessarily about the money more so than I think we stood next to one of these. They're very big. Ginormous. They're very difficult to build. I think if they can catch more and more of them, then they can use them more and more often and be able to accelerate their launch situation. Yeah, well, 
evidently that's one of the choke points yeah. in putting up a Falcon 9 rocket is making enough fairings. Yeah. So in, not only do they get to save $6 million, they actually get to go faster yeah. in launching like Starlink, which they're going to have to launch a buttload of. They've lost a lot of Starlinks lately, from what mm. I understand. They've lost contact with a bunch. I was listening Ten. to one of your shows. You have another one of these shows, show. right? Yeah, yeah like an Elon, the show. an Elon Daily, where you, they lost what? What was the number? Like 10. 10, 10, of, 10 60. out of 60. And they were expecting to, they decommissioned a couple on purpose just to see how that process would go. But then mm-hmm. a couple of broken. And they said, this is all part of the, why they're throwing them up there is this is a new technology. It's a new shape. It's a new way of firing it out. So there's some issues. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the next uh, group will get a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason they want to catch this thing is that even the small dunking in the seawater, mm-hmm. according to another article, yeah. just a small time in the seawater really screws these up. So they really want to catch them before they go. Yeah. Yeah. The they water. have thrusters on them to sort of control there was a nice video after the most recent launch Mm -hmm. where they showed the the ms mystery Uh uh catching the fairing and it was really quite cool they they had all these lights on it half of it right or not right and then there's a picture here of uh, what looks like an alien spaceship that's the starhopper mel that's what's going to take us all to mars that thing right there you're well, going to have to get really small people to those get of us. everybody. Well, they the, painted a picture of a person on it. That's why I threw it up there. Oh, you see the that. picture of the, the man? Yeah, it's very creepy. Is that to scale? Is that a, a Robert-sized person or a Mel-sized person, you think? Um, yes. Hmm. Good. <laughs> yeah, this is the Starhopper that uh, they, they've been they've hopped twice in Boca Chica, Texas. Is this the one that caught on fire? Well, it looked like it caught on fire. <laughs> there was definitely a leakage. Well, there was going fire. On. It was engulfed in fire. Whether it or not it itself caught on fire, it started a fire if in right nearby. I, I didn't start the fire. It did. Yeah. Well, well Joel, it does have a Raptor engine on it. This is the one that they're going to fly six hundred feet in the air. Yes. Although there's some question as to whether or not the FAA is going to let them. Yeah. Do what's that. happening with the uh, with the permits? I don't We're know. waiting for permits. That Who wants was, to talk about that it? That was one of the deals with this sort of situation. Okay, it was, well, we'll wait for to hear that. Look, let's yeah, do so some. Yeah. Go on. I was just going to say that Elon is working it out with the NASAs about sending this thing up. It's just that it's big. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's got a lot of blowy up stuff in it. <laughs> blowy <laughs> up stuff. Yeah, uh, that's big what and, I say. Yeah. They say big no. and blowy up. That's the name of my new space company, it Big and Blowy Up. It could be happening right now, mm-hmm. but I'm not online to watch. So, But there are a lot of places you can walk. There's like Boca Chica Girl and there's, uh, mm. oh, what's that guy's you name? You think that Starhopper is going up right now? Is that what you're saying? Well, they said it was going to be no earlier than the 15th, which yeah. was three days ago. They pushed and, to next week is what it says on space.com. Okay. Yesterday, yeah. they well, made that go. announcement. Well, it's going to be a big hop. The, the last hop, the 20-meter hop, I couldn't even appreciate because it was nighttime and there was so much smoke and stuff billowing around. I couldn't tell what was going on, quite honestly. I barely caught a glimpse of maybe something that had risen above. But when it goes up uh, 200 meters or 600 feet, that is going to be Amazing. And to give the people the details, the uh, date is currently August 21st is the new target date for this. August 21st, 2019. What time? What time? Doesn't say. That's upsetting. Let's do media picks. What? I'd like to start. What? Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. Hardcore history. Dan Carlin, hardcore history. It's a podcast. It's free. It's outstanding. He's outstanding. He is. He has done a lot of these. uh, The World War I was just amazing. So long. Uh, so World we, War Two, amazing as well. And now this one's about sort of uh, the rise of the East, and it's very good. And then 
The Boys on <laughs> Amazon. Now, this is only for a particular set of people. This is quite a rude show. It's rude. got a lot of um, bad, bad superheroes doing bad, bad things. Ooh. I find it incredibly entertaining. If you liked, uh, what's the one? Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. It's in a similar vein to that, but without the humor, it's much darker. Ooh. It's delicious, delectable, and lovely, but it's not for the kids. It is not for the kids. Hmm. Check it out on Amazon. Only. Interesting. Robert, what do you got for us? Well, I, uh, I started watching this show on Amazon that a bunch of people told me I should watch called Euphoria. Mm-hmm. It's fairly new. And it's not an easy watch, but it's about young people like high schoolers Mm -hmm. and how they are. uh, Well, my take on it is that they are so uh, connected with the world around them and they have so much access to not only information, but ways to get in trouble Mm -hmm. that it's really disturbing. I'm glad I don't have a teenager anymore. But uh, evidently, yeah, no, (laughs) this is like parents are saying, you've got to watch this. You've got to know what's out there so you can talk to your kids. There's a lot of risky behavior taking place on the show, not part of which is, you know, part of which is just drugs, but sex. And and, uh, the people at HBO evidently had a lot, and this is what I was reading, they had a lot of um, angst and a lot of discussions philosophically as to whether or not they wanted to make this show Mm -hmm. because of all of the questions that it raises and all of the troubles that uh, they point to. So is it HBO or Amazon? You said Amazon, but then you I'm said sorry, HBO. It's HBO. I just want to make sure. Now I would just say I've heard about the show and I've seen some clips from the show and it all looks very disturbing. But if you've got a teenager, then you probably should watch this. But on a nationwide level, drug use um, has gone down significantly in kids in the last thirty years. Yeah. Uh, the baby boomers—they were doing some serious drugs, and this they still are. Is doing, <laughs> and they still. This generation is doing less, but there is an enormous array of drugs that the kids are doing. Yeah. Oh, man. But also I feel like there's a certain amount of it that it's almost less taboo, and kids just like to do things that are taboo, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was sort of fighting against the man in society in the 60s, and that continued through the 70s, and, and it was like counterculture, counterculture. But now, I mean, especially in California, marijuana is legalized. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is legalized in, what, 15 states now? It's in the national conversation. We talk yeah. about legalizing all kinds of other drugs. So kids are like, that's not where they're where they're lashing out anymore. Plus, if you're online playing video games and that's how you're socializing, you don't necessarily need to be like in a room with your friends getting high to enjoy that. Yeah. So, well, another video game addiction. Another book that is very current based mm-hmm. is 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Nora Harari. He's the guy who uh, wrote Sapiens and Homo Deus. Two of the best books I've read in a long time. And this one is sort of like a third in a series. Mm-hmm. And it's it's enlightening and it pulls no punches. Not and a punch pulled. It's, it's uh, very thick. So I can listen to it. I listened to it. I didn't read it. Uh, listen to it for like 20 minutes and then I have to stop. Because I just start drifting off. But it is excellent. Uh, I highly recommend it. My Tom? first media pick, I'm a little late to the game on this one, but it's Netflix's Mind Hunter. Oh. And this is about the there's two seasons available right now, so yeah. you can satisfy your Time binge for the watching. second season. They just dumped it or and dropped it. Yeah, and it's basically about the start of FBI profiling of serial killers. Serious and the first season was amazing. There are some incredible scenes with them in yeah. jail interviewing a serial killer. 
I don't know who that actor is, but it is chilling. Who which actor is? The Ed Kelsey. The younger guy. The No, not the FBI oh, the agent, killer. but the killer that yeah. they interview most of the time in that. Right. That guy is, it's Amazing every moment actor. that he is on screen, yeah. I am just waiting for him to just go berserk. And he's calm and... Yeah. And explanatory Super and creepy. yeah 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 very very it's a great series really Mind really Hunter. well done Mind yeah, yeah. Hunter. and then a podcast that i recently was recommended from a co-worker is called the habitat from gimlet media and this is the audio story of the folks who went the six people who went to live in the habitat on hawaii to simulate being on mars yeah. so very interesting they talk about showering you hear how long they get to shower by timer. They couldn't go outside for an entire year, right. how much space they have. So they're basically testing whether or not six people can live in such a small, confined area, eating the kind of food that you could eat on Mars for a year. It's pretty good, pretty well done by the old media. It was Gimlet like on media. a lava field, on a, on a mm -hmm. volcano. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty interesting podcast. They have Did a lot of audio. They, get, they gave them a recorder. So every once in a while, they would return some audio from inside the habitat to the producers of the show and they would put it online and it's 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 really quite interesting and is this the group that after their year they don't actually talk anymore i don't know the answer to that question okay. but i haven't gotten all the way through okay. it i'm like three or four episodes into it but there there seem to have been a lot of challenges yeah it's really sobering i think this mm -hmm. is going to be a much harder endeavor than yeah. elon makes us all think it's going to be because it's going to go over to mars it'll be easy right, yeah we're going to get there and then we're going to be like what the hell are we doing here one of the like interesting it. things about this is that you you know the people that you pick to be astronauts to do this sort of thing they're active they want to be outside they want to do things and now you've confined them Right. To a very small area. They even talk about they have a little desk and they have a little bed and it's like being in a toddler's room because, yeah. again, like space is at a premium right. in space. Right. And anything that you put on the star hopper that you use to live on. I mean, just imagine if you send 100 people, you need 100 things for them to sit on. You need 100 things for them to sleep on. Pretty interesting stuff. Wow. I want to add to my media picks. No. You've already done this. All right. It's your show. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, oh, I've you heard said good that, things about this. You said that last week, I, last Did I? show. I, I keep so. saying it. Yeah, maybe you should do it every day on Elon Daily. It's yeah, good. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Quentin I heard Tarantino. it was very violent. It's but Quentin Tarantino. It's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is no giveaway. Uh, if you've ever seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, there's death. There's death and destruction, usually in the last 10 minutes. What's your favorite all-time Quentin Tarantino movie? <sighs> Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, for sure. Really? No. What's yours? This one could be it. Really? Could be. Just because of the, just because it's local, it's LA, it's like everything around it's here. The valley, it's the See, valley. It's... I enjoyed Reservoir Dogs because, again, very violent at, at at times, but it seemed not like cursory or over the top. It seemed like the sort of violence that that scene or that situation would entail, as opposed to lately. I feel his violence has gotten this cartoonish kind of aspect yeah, to it. Yeah, with the samurai what about movie. Pulp that was pretty good. Excellent. I like the, the interplay which between wallet, the actors. Which one of these wallets is yours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do some letters. Uh, Soren Ellenman. Uh huh. Uh, we've been going back and forth about home automation, and he just wanted to sort of yeah. say again that Open Hub is kind of the one he uses a lot. Or open Hub, I should say. Open mm -hmm. Hub. So for those that are interested in 
home automation and doing stuff like making your power wall do this and then your car charge at this time and your, mm-hmm. your lights to turn on then. And he's really into this thing. So uh, there you go. Joel Sapp, the president and, hey, and, and hey, a good friend of Robert's. They seem to hang out a lot when rockets go exploding into space. Mm-hmm. He's like, go check this out, the energy gang. That's his media pick. That's his media pick. <laughs> the president can choose whatever he likes. Yeah, yeah, I think that should be something we do every every other week since we do this bi-monthly. Joel yeah. should get a media should, pick. No, we should, we should ask uh, our Patreons uh-huh. to send us their media picks. I like that. And idea. then maybe we'll just pick one out of the hat right. and we'll throw it in the show and we'll say, yeah, Bob Jones. How will we loves... know their Patreons are only? Because we don't want to hear from other people. I don't people. know. I yeah. guess anybody could, but I'm just trying to push to the me. Patreon thing because, you yeah. know, we got to feed CC and But there EJ must be a contact and... through the Patreon, and my guess is that's the way to do it. It's yeah. like if you're a Patreon, you're a patron, you go to I the Patreon it. website. Just leave yeah. a message. I'll put it on there. Yeah. Drew Post. Drew Post is... Uh... Drew Post. He drew a post once. <sighs> no? Sorry. <laughs> Buzzkill. He's going <laughs> to... <laughs> He's got a basketball inside because he's really tall in the he's, post. Is that a post? post. Really? That's yeah. a very, very obscure bit of basketball information. I like it. It's um, uh, very important. He bought a Model 3. He's what? been listening to uh, Three Idiots, I think High five. Yeah. for quite a while. <laughs> and <laughs> on Wednesday, he reserved, and he got his car on Friday, which is unheard of I'm here in the United Kingdom. In the UK. So he got Jeez. the standard range plus 19-inch wheels in wow. stock. And uh, here is Drew, handsome young lad, in white, next to his great color choice. Yeah, Model Three. Look at that big license plate they drilled holes into the center of his car to put on there. You know, they're putting that license plate holder on every car that's coming out of Fremont now. It's upsetting. Really, it's not just in the no in the trunk like mine. Now they're on. And then I went on to uh, iTunes and I pulled up a couple of the most recent reviews because I find them hysterical. These are good. The last three have been positive, which is not as much fun. It's not as much fun. No, not at all. It's really small. I'm, I, I have to get out my magnifying glass. So to... we got one from Launch Red Lightning. I love listening to Mel on Elon Daily and the boys in quote marks. I'm not sure what that means on the big show and the Patreon show. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. I love all things Tesla, fun and informative shows. As long as you keep talking, I will keep listening. Woo-hoo! So we have to keep talking 24 hours a day. Uh, appreciative of the time y'all spend on this. PS was in a total funk when y'all took a break. Please don't do that again. Pam in Arizona. Thank you, Pam. Very much. High five, Pam. Do the other one. Cooper James. Cooper James. Dig this. Fun and informative. More importantly, I have a question. Love electric and solar and know you have power walls and solar panels in cars. I want to know how you figured out your ROI on the purchase of the solar systems. It's not a cheap endeavor, so I want to know how you started figuring it out. Keep on entertaining and teaching at the same time. Cooper James. Cooper, the easiest thing to do is just do a Google search. Do uh, return on investment solar in my area, there's a bunch of calculators. <laughs> you'll need to know how much you zip pay. Code. Yeah, zip code. You'll need to know your how much you're paying per kilowatt hour and if it changes by day. And um, like every solar manufacturer has these now, basically, and they'll tell you your return on investment. In general, I would say right now in the, lots of places in the U.S., it's about a seven-year return on investment, but it's very variable depending on where you live. So yeah, it's your usage, how big your roof is. There's so many factors that go into that, but that's basically the, the deal. Not the least of which is your utility bill mm-hmm. because they split up the 
production of the electricity, the transport of the electricity, and then they have all these line items that fall after the fact, such mm -hmm. as the cost for decommissioning old power plants and the cost for cleaning up messes that they've made in the past and the cost of fixing their system so they don't start forest fires. It's, so there's a lot to it. And I think using uh, a solar energy provider might be really helpful for you. Yeah. And the last one comes from Rob Owens. I've been listening to this show since they started and cannot stop. He's addicted oh, to us. He has a problem. To our sultry voices. They are so fun to listen to, especially when Tom and Mel go on rants together. High five with our ranting. Thank they you. are the best group of podcasters I know. What? He must only it, know us. Knows I, I know. Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla Network, is also very fun. Especially when Mel's throws something completely random in, like an Abba song, oh which God. was a very, very fun episode. <laughs> Did by you the enjoy way. that? Yeah, yeah very fun. I did yeah, it twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Know. So you, actually, you 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 inspired me oh, with really? all your Abba. Yes, uh -huh. I went two nights ago uh -huh. and I saw air supply. Oh, that's almost as good. That's nothing I know. like it. Let me ask <laughs> you this. But it's an Australian, a short Australian guy. Yeah. Yes. A tall British guy. Okay. Yes. All right. In your Tesla, yes. when you typed in the first time you got in your car, I'm assuming the first thing you typed in was ABBA. Yeah. Did you hit the star? So like, do you have an ABBA channel in your Tesla saved? No. <gasps> well, well, as soon as I get in my car. That's though. very, very surprising, actually. Unbelievable. Letter, I think, is from unknown frequency... Mm -hmm. And it's Tesla surveillance, surveillance detective scout. Detection. Okay. Yeah. Tesla surveillance. <laughs> the words. subject is Tesla surveillance detection scout. I haven't watched this video, so I don't know what's about. <laughs> Defcon. Uh, so this is a conference. conference. I'll watch it for next time. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've been going for two hours. You're and although welcome. I've been extraordinarily interesting and I can keep you that interested, not everybody can. <laughs> and so... With these beautiful tunes, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> if only Robert could get it into the microphone. Oh, it's just I'm, so lovely. I'm bringing I it know. up. I know. No, you're slowly. doing a nice job. You're like a fade oh, in. To so, the thing. look at the production. Thing. You have loved ABBA. This is not ABBA. I know, but you have loved huh. ABBA since the day I met you. Yes. And now we're going to air supply. <laughs> air supply is so lovely. Uh, oh, I love you guys. I love you the guys show is too. so good. Yeah. Yes. Ending with all these lovely guys. a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Become Thank a patron. you for your letters. Yeah, I look forward to more reviews. More if you reviews. like the show, go and say that you like the show. Voice your mm -hmm. love. And if you don't like the show... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all your referrals. You've really helped all of us get a lot of things. Free supercharging of the yin, comma, yang yeah, for who's, Mel. Whose code are we using right now? Let's this use month, mine. It's back to me. Uh, is it? Uh, is this month started? No, it's only, we've still got 12 days left in the month. <laughs> it's Tom, It's Tom's, right? isn't it? Yeah. No? It is. So it's Laney 9300. Laney 93, L-A-I-N-I 9300. Do you have a pencil? Or a pen? <laughs> Write it down. How is it spelled? L-A-I-N-I. 9,300. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Talking Tesla. It's amazing. And it's done. Goodbye. We're out. Bye. <laughs> Turn that horrible <laughs> music off. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> <laughs>